Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Book of Proverbs, chapter. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. We are moving into Proverbs this morning. And we'll be Proverbs 7 through 10 and also Acts 15. And thank you guys for joining us on the podcast. It's always wonderful to have people that are driving, people that are listening. Just met some, uh, or reacquainted myself, some good friends from Guadalajara. It was really good to see them. And uh, they said they were going to start listening to the podcast. So if you guys are listening, uh, thank you. Nice to have you with us. They're um, married them. Gosh, I performed the service like 12 years ago, and they just popped in to say hi at the church. Well, we are going to continue on now and be looking into chapter 7, so let's pray. Give this time to the Lord. Father God, thank you for this morning. ask you to guide and direct us, as you always do. Help us to see the things you want us to see, to be attentive to your word, to be attentive, God, to the very um, truths in your word. So, Father, help us use those words today as we go through the rest of our day with all of the things that we need to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 7, my son, keep my words and treasure my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live and my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister and call understanding your intimate friend that they may keep you from an adulteress, from a foreigner who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house, I looked out through my lattice, and I saw the naive, the discerning among the youth, the young man lacking sense, passing through the street near her corner, and he takes the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the middle of the night, and in the darkness. And behold, a woman comes to meet him, dressed as a harlot, and cunning of heart. She is boisterous and rebellious. Her feet do not remain at home. She is now in the streets, now in the squares, and lurks at every corner. So she seizes him and kisses him, and with a brazen face she says to him, I was due to offer peace offerings. Today I have paid my vows. Therefore I have come out to meet you, to seek your presence earnestly, and I have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings, with colored linens of Egypt. I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with caresses, for my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him. At the full moon, he will come home. With her many persuasions, she entices him, and with her flattering lips, She seduces him. Suddenly he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as one who fetters to the discipline of a fool until an arrow pierces through his liver as a bird hastens to the snare so she does not know that it will cost him his life. Now therefore, my son, listen to me and pay attention to my words, the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways, do not stray into her paths, for many are the victims she has cast down, and numerous are all her slain. 
Her house is the way of Sheol, descending to the chambers of death. Does not wisdom call, and understanding lift up her voice? On the top of the heights, beside the way, where the plants meet, she takes her stand beside the gates and an opening of the city. At the entrance of the door, she cries out, To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones, understand prudence, and O fools, understand wisdom. Listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things, for my mouth will utter truth. And wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the utterances of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare to her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way and the perverted mouth I hate. Counsel is mine, and sound wisdom. I have understanding. Power is mine. By me kings reign, and rulers decree justice. By me princes rule, and nobles who judge rightly. I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even pure gold, and my yield better than choicest silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the middle of the paths of justice, to endow those who love me with wealth, that I will fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me, at the beginning of his way, before his works of old, from everlasting I was established, from the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth, when there was no paths, I was brought forth, when there was no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills were brought forth, while he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there, when he inscribed a circle in the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set for the sea its boundaries so that the water would not transgress his commands, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master workman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of men. Now therefore, O sons, Listen to me, for blessed are they who keep my ways. Heed instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts, for he who finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord, and he who sins against me injures himself. All those who hate me love death. Chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has prepared food. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maidens. She calls from the tops of the heights of the city. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, Come, eat my food, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake your folly and live, and proceed in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets dishonor for himself, and he who reproves the wicked man gets insults for himself. 
Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Take a righteous man, and he will increase his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. The woman of folly is bolsterous. She is naive and knows nothing. She sits at the doorway of our house, on a seat by the high places of the city, calling to those who pass by, who are making their path straight. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks understanding, she says, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, and her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Chapter 10, the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. Ill-gotten gains do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous to go hungry, but he will reject the cravings of the wicked. Poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is the son who acts wisely, but he who sleeps in harvest is the son who acts shamefully. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will not. The wise of heart will receive commands, but the babbling fool will be ruined. He who walks in integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will be found out. He who winks his eye causes trouble, and a babbling fool will be ruined. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. On the lips of the discerning, wisdom is found, but a rod is on the back of him who lacks understanding. Wise men store up knowledge, but with the mouth of the foolish, ruin is at hand. The rich man's wealth is his fortress. The ruin of the poor is their poverty. The wages of the righteous is life and income of the wicked punishment. He is on the path of life who heeds instruction, but he who ignores reproof goes astray. He who conceals hatred has lying lips. He who spreads slander is a fool. When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of understanding. It is, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. Doing wickedness is like sport to a fool. And so is wisdom to the man of understanding. What the wicked fears will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy one to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Open the righteous is gladness, but the expectation of the wicked perishes. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the upright, but ruin to the workers of iniquity. 
The righteous will never be shaken, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the righteous flows in wisdom, but the perverted tongue will be cast out. The lips of the righteous bring forth what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverted. So I'm not going to make too many comments on this because we're in the Proverbs and it's really, um, it's a, how could I say, beautifully repetitious. It gets into what is right and what is wrong, what is good, what is bad, what will benefit you and what will not benefit you. Solomon is writing these to be very practical, short, separate, little uh, thoughts, little outlooks on life, behavioral patterns, and uh, the, 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 <laughs> the counsel is to avoid that which is going to bring you down, avoid sexual immorality, avoid uh, anything immoral outside of marriage, avoid bad business dealings, avoid being evil and looking for to do anything that is wrong. Look to do what is right, that which is pleasing to the Lord. And how do we know what's pleasing to the Lord? We find out through his word. We find out doing what we do as we read through this. We are given the commands and then everything builds off of that. We understand that the law is actually good. It gives guidelines. But then Jesus expanded on it. And then he, <laughs> he then says, I am the word. Okay, you're to follow the words and the commands. But then he says, I am the living word. And then we follow him. And we get our understanding of what we are to do and if we follow him then gladness will follow us we will be blessed and it's so beautiful and simple not complicated it's written down for us we just have to believe it and uh, and follow it acts now chapter 15 the council of jerusalem some men came down from judea and began teaching the brethren unless you are circumcised according to the custom of moses you cannot be saved and when paul and barnabas had great dissension and debate with them the brethren determined that Paul and Barnabas and some others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders concerning this issue. Therefore, being sent on their way by the church, they were passing through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles and were bringing great joy to all the brethren. When they had arrived at Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and elders, and they reported all that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who had believed stood up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and to direct them to observe the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders came together to look into this matter. After there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, brethren, you know that in early days God made a choice among you and by my mouth the Gentiles would hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God who knows the heart testified to them, giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he also did to us. And he made no distinction between them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples a yoke which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they are also. All the people kept silent. And they were listening to Barnabas and Paul as they were relating the signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. Verse 13. After they had stopped speaking, James answered saying, Brethren, listen to me. Simon has related how God first concerned himself about taking among the Gentiles a people for his name. 
With this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, After these things I will return, and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen, and I will rebuild its ruins, and I will restore it, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. Therefore, it is my judgment that we do not trouble those who are turning to God from among the Gentiles, but that we write to them to abstain from things contaminated by the idols and from fornication and from what is strangled and from blood. For Moses, from ancient generations, has in every city those who preach him since he is read in the synagogues every Sabbath. And it seemed good to the apostles and elders and to the whole church to choose men from among them to send to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, Judas called Barnabas, and Silas, leading men from the brethren. And they sent this letter to them, the apostles and the brethren, to the elders, to the brethren in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, who are from the Gentiles, greetings, since we have heard that some of our number to whom we gave no instruction have disturbed you with their words unsettling your souls it seemed good to us having become one mind to select men to send to you with our beloved barnabas and paul men who have risked their lives for the name of our lord jesus christ therefore we have sent judas and silas who themselves also report the same things by word of mouth for it seemed good to the holy spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these essentials that you abstain from things sacrificed to idols from blood and from things strangled and from fornication if you keep yourselves free from such things you will do well farewell so when they were sent away they came down to antioch and having gathered the congregation together they delivered the letter when they read it they rejoiced because of its encouragement judas and silas also being prophets themselves encouraged and strengthened the brethren with a lengthy message after they had spent time there they were sent away from the brethren in peace to those who had sent them out but it seemed good to silas to remain there but paul and barnabas stayed in antioch teaching and preaching with many others also the word of the lord after some days paul said to barnabas let us return and visit the brethren in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark, along with them also. But Paul kept insisting that he should not take him along, who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there occurred such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another, and Barnabas took Mark with him, sailed away to Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and left, being committed by the brethren, to the grace of the Lord. Then he was traveling through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Well, you have a wonderful letter there for us Gentiles, <laughs> that's for sure. And you have really clear teaching that um, this is written to believers, not to Gentiles to be saved, <laughs> to, with, you know, um, don't, don't eat things strangled with the blood and, and abstain from fornication. None of that was for any meritorious work of salvation it was just writing to the believers that had been saved and saying on there was the false teachers i just taught about on sunday um the false teachers that were saying hey um 
you're, you guys need to be Jews first before you're Christians. You need to be circumcised. You need to keep the law. You need to be fully immersed into Judaism before you can be a Christian, which is still around today. It's resurging big, big time with the Hebrew Roots Movement. But they, they got together and said, well, let's pray about it. What, what's God got to say about this? What's the Holy Spirit got to say about this? And Peter is praying, and, of course, the Holy Spirit just leads, makes it quite simple. It was the Holy Spirit that came upon them, and they were speaking in tongues and, and, and doing all kinds of you know, miraculous things. God had poured out his Spirit upon the Gentiles, and they said, look, he, uh, he, he, we were saved by grace. They were saved by grace. Why are we trying to lay a burden on them that we couldn't even... Uh, we couldn't handle. And so it became very clear to them that salvation was of the Jew and the Gentile by God's grace and not by works. Very clear passage on that, and it's beautiful to read it. And so we see that the church is encouraged, the Gentile church is rejoicing, saying, thank the Lord, we know that we're in. We uh, we don't have to go back into the ritualism uh, of the Jews, or we don't have to participate in it or begin in it. And so this is, we have now a clear distinction in the book of Acts of the doctrine of salvation, of what is required. And the whole thing, obviously, about um, not eating blood. Blood is the, it's, it's in the life of the being is the blood. God, there's something very holy and special about blood. And so God says, don't eat the blood. Don't pour out the blood. It is what gives life. And so it is precious and holy. And we're to treat it as such. And of course, fornication, that's pretty simple. You are not supposed to do anything outside of marriage. God says we're to keep our vessels holy uh, for him as we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Uh, And so these are the issues that he brings up, simple issues for the church of that day. So they could have a a balanced approach to scripture. Well, that'll do it for today. Let's go ahead and pray and ask God to bless our day as we go along. And uh, be praying one for another. we got to be continue to pray for one. Carl says he's getting better in the hospital, really praying that things go well for him. He does a little infection in his lung as he's healing from a brain tumor that was removed in Guadalajara. So he's recovering, but he's got this little infection going on. So we want to pray for that, and as well as the vacation Bible school, different things going on. Uh, they'll be happening soon. So, Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the blessing and giving us your word. We do want to lift up our brother and everything he's going through there in, in Guadalajara. That you bless him mightily, God, and take care of this infection. And heal him up so that he can get back to work. He has, he has a need to provide for his family. So thank you, God. And as you continue to bless all those, God, in his church that are ministering to him and help them continue to be used of you as they were here when they were here in Vallarta with us. Thank you for their friendship. Thank you for their family. And God, we bless um, uh, as well everybody else that's coming through their surgeries and, and healing up. Many, many different people, God. And so we thank you for the medicines. We thank you for the, the rehabilitation and the things you're doing and the good reports we've been hearing. And Father, we finally want to pray for the Vacation Bible School. This is going to happen next week and that it would be something glorifying to you for the kids up in Mascota. And that there'd be just a rejoicing. Parents would come. Kids would come. You would help Renee and all the ladies, all the all the helpers she has, uh, Juan Carlos included, getting uh, our Juan Carlos um, getting ready for this whole event. So thank you, God. We bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. That will do it for me. Thank you, guys. Keep it up. Stay with us. We're halfway through the Bible, so I'm looking forward to pressing on and moving on 
in uh, in the Word. It's kind of getting. It's always fun to me as I get halfway through the Bible, and I feel like I'm on that long that long journey. That I'm not a journey, but the race to the finish line, and it just it motivates me to keep going. So we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye.